are you? I'm no one. Standing by. Red six standing by. Good night. Standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. And today by Anthony from Entertainment Weekly. Hey, how's it going? And friend of the show, David. Hello. Now, let's see. So we had both of you on before. We're really happy to welcome you back for this episode where we're discussing um, this really minor thing that came out during Monday Night Football. <laughs> I, well, I was gonna. I was gonna say, is everybody? Everybody sounds a little low energy. Are you guys just exhausted from uh, too much excitement <laughs> yeah. yesterday? Um, yes. Okay. I've pretty much had the trailer on repeat since it debuted last night, uh, about twenty four hours ago. I, um, I watched it about five times at work, and every once in a while, I would pause to say, "Okay, is that a lightsaber there?" <laughs> Is that you know? I saw the Mandalorian thing, and I was reading the 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 things that you may have missed in the actual trailer. So I was watching all that stuff during lunch. But yeah, I've seen that trailer about five times, and then and, just, and then I got my secondary tickets to go Sunday. So I am I'm <laughs> secondary. Well, yes. and I'm a school teacher, and so I watched it probably at least once, if not twice, every class period for seven classes before and after school. Showed all the kids. And we're just talking about, like, look at that there, look at that there. We were all excited about it. Nice. 
Well, so so yesterday, I mean, they uh, on start on Sunday actually, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, and Disney announced that the trailer would be coming out on Monday during uh, Monday Night Football, and uh, August third quarter ever. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that quarter was yeah. Does anybody have Wait, any statistics on the football game? On on whether like that was the most watched halftime of Monday night or. I don't, I don't know, but I will see the the, the ratings uh, and you know, the viewership numbers and how many how much fell off after the trailer versus not. I mean, there was a lot of star uh, football fans. I'm sure right. who just were watching it and uh, just were more surprised by the the Star Wars trailer. Um, but I know as soon as that trailer turned on, I uh, finished. I I turned off the the TV and just went to YouTube and played the video over and over and over and over again. Well, uh, so. I don't actually have cable, so I'm sitting there, like, William is texting me about when it's starting. So I've got the Star Wars YouTube page open on an iPad, and I'm just kind of dragging it down to refresh over and over. And I, I was laughing so hard, because, like, I refresh it, I see the video pop up, it's got one view oh. when I clicked on it. And, you know, I've watched the video, refreshed the page, it's now at 10,000 in, like, yeah. four minutes. <laughs> I think, last I checked, it's over 10 million, I think. It's at 21.3 million currently. Gosh. Yeah. Which is just crazy. But but before we go and dissect the video, um, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on the uh, ticket pre-orders, because those went live at the same time as the video and uh, the trailer. And, uh, of course, I, I, I think everybody can anticipate that this is going to be probably the biggest movie premiere in history. Yeah. So, <laughs> Anthony, I'm curious. You, you probably have the most knowledge about this. Uh, the the but some of the sites broke embargo and the the tickets went up I think five o'clock instead of seven o'clock or somewhere around there uh, not not all the theaters but many and within a little while all the sites were down and they continued to be down pretty much until what nine or ten o'clock at night uh, Pacific time for a good four hours or so the sites were down has yeah, is this yeah. is this normal for ticket pre-orders for a major film i can't remember no. this happening personally i can't remember it happening across the board like this i mean i'm sure individual sites have had their struggles yeah. this was a uh this was something that people weren't prepared for and i think a few uh there was a theater maybe it was alamo draft house that even put out an apology and just said sorry we didn't know <laughs> it would be this sort of onslaught i mean guys it's star wars <laughs> yeah i i would expect that they would have thought something like this would have happened it's star you say it's star wars but also uh, AMC theaters, uh, or was it, I'm sorry, maybe it was movie tickets. One of them said that the movie, yeah, it was movietickets.com uh-huh. said that the, uh, t- advanced ticket sales for the force awakens were like four times that of revenge of the Sith. Wow. Wow. Now, you know, it's more than 10 years have gone by. So, you know, people are more people are ordering their tickets online. So naturally it's going to be a bigger volume, but even if it were just, you know, twice the size of Lord of the, uh, of Revenge of the Sith. That that that's intense. Yeah, I, I think but you think that they would? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, good. Well, you think that also just in this day and age, I'm I'm gonna complain for a second. You know, uh, like Apple had this issue a couple of years ago when they're doing pre-orders online and they started doing that. Well, now you can pretty much get it. It, it you know, every now and then it's a little buggy, but 2 a.m. for me or midnight for Pacific comes around, you can get 
and order it, you know, and, and they, they have that big rush going on. And maybe this is the Star Wars is a bigger deal, but you'd think that at some point somebody has enough experience to say, okay, this is how this is need, needing to go. This is how this needs to work. Do this code here. Um, but I just don't think they were ready for that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I, I think, Anthony, you started to mention this before the show. You were saying we might actually know the box office numbers months before the film comes out at, at this rate. Yeah, I think, um, you know, that might be actually impossible because I'm sure it won't sell out every single place. And, you know, they'll, they can always add screenings and send out a few more digital prints. But um, I think we're going to have a pretty good idea of how well this sold. We already know they sold within 12 hours 6.5 million IMAX tickets from only 309 theaters. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, miss, I misspoke there. It's not 6.5 million tickets. $6.5 million worth of tickets. Wow. That's still, that's still an incredible just, amount of money. Yeah. For that short period of time in that limited number of theaters, yeah, that's intense. Wow. I, I guess it's unprecedented demand. Uh according to Fandango. Um, I, I guess it's already shattering records. Is, is that true? I'm looking here. Uh, I, well, Fandango said it was the biggest uh, you know, record holder of theirs and for advanced ticket sales. AMC said it was 10 times. They sold 10 times the number of advanced tickets wow. in 12 hours as, wow. as their previous record holder. That's so crazy. No, you know what I what's yeah. tricky here is they never actually released the numbers. So right. you kind of wonder what that means. It's it's a bit hard to quantify, but they do try to put out these indicators, and I think they're trying to tell the truth. Um, uh, it doesn't help to to lie about that. You, you know, you yeah, I would think in this case they would. And I would think they wouldn't want to do something like that. In this case, they would want to actually get the numbers out there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I guess movie crazy. ticket said it accounted for ninety five percent of the sales yesterday. Uh, I mean, it's a Monday too, so right. you know, probably lower numbers than than normally. But uh, across the across I think all what films, would but. I think what would be interesting is to see the number for Monday Night Football and see how that drop off was. I do know Sports Center later that evening. Scott Van Scott Van Pelt did show it again. And it was kind of fun because it was like that perspective, you know, instead of just like, I know Mike Tirico did a good job in, uh, introducing it, but, you know, Scott Van Pelt was just like, you know, the, the little kid is back, you know, <laughs> which to me, that, that's how I feel right now. It's like the little kid is back. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess for, for someone who I don't typically watch a, a bunch of uh, football games, uh, I don't enjoy it every once in a while, but I don't yeah. typically. Well, so uh, before you continue, I want to uh, add William. You're like, it's time, and you're texting during the first quarter, not realizing. <laughs> okay, yes, I jumped the gun a little bit. <laughs> excited. Yeah, and, yeah, and then on top of that, your, your timing for how a football game works really didn't work out that well last night, William. <laughs> no, but then we're, the, we're in the second quarter. It's like, it's getting there, it's getting there, and they keep calling timeouts and timeouts. We're like, come on, just get to halftime. And then mm-hmm. halftime finally came around, and they did a little bit of talking at first, and then they well, got into the it, Star Wars trailer. They they had to show my Seahawks fail again. So sorry. <laughs> messaging me like, yeah, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this again. Uh, but the trailer itself. Um, what do you guys think of this? What 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 are your overall thoughts on the the official trailer for the Force Awakens? <laughs> Where to begin? Yeah, I know it's a big yeah, Dave, big place Dave, to start. Why don't you go first, Anthony? We're going to save you to the end. So okay. Dave, David, you go first. Well, okay, thank you. And and 
I'll have to I'll put in my perspective that uh, I don't think you guys might put in um, because I am a musician and um, one thing that I noticed right off the bat um, and I, everybody did was the music was mm -hmm. phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, what oh, yeah. I thought was really interesting about that is that I really feel like this is I, personally I feel like this is John Williams' biggest departure from what he's done for the last forty years. Uh, and that's really interesting because it's the same as what was before. You know what I mean? It's still Star Wars. Uh, I, I felt like the music was that we heard was so fresh. It was new. It was in the same style of the movies that we hear now. Now, whether that, you know, John Williams, you know, he's the man. He probably has a staff, too, and underwriters and whatnot. But uh, uh, I, I read an article where... He was kind of uh, collaborating with J.J. Abrams, and they were going back and forth on some stuff. And so that was really cool. They had that back and forth. And I think typically my thoughts are John Williams' music is these really epic uh, solo lines in the foreground and um, or melody lines that are unison with all sorts of uh, different instruments stacked against each other. And in the background there is this these chordal structures going on. Well, this to me felt very different in that it was all stacked up together, these giant, really thick chords. It's the exact same music, but he really put a lot of depth in there. And that was really neat. Changed up the rhythm a little bit. And what we heard was uh, like when you see the Millennium Falcon start flying by mm -hmm. and eventually goes into hyperspace. You hear this melody that we've heard before um, and... If I'm remembering it right, I think it was Princess Leia's theme. I'm, I, maybe it wasn't. I can't remember. But uh, it's this beautiful melody, and then they add on this vocal part on the top that hovers on the top. Really uh, reminds me a lot of Michael Giacchino and what he did with the new Star Trek movies. Mm -hmm. Kind of mm -hmm. added on this really cool modern layer to older stuff. And uh, then you get into, of course, the, um, uh, the Force theme. Uh, which kind of ends this really chunky theme. And that was what everybody's been, or that has been what everybody's been doing in movies lately. And so I just thought that was really cool and really exciting that it's not, it's the same stuff. If they played the Star Wars soundtrack from A New Hope, we would all be excited and not even think another thing of it. But mm -hmm. what was really cool is that he's still modernizing it. And um, uh, anyway, that's my two cents on just that portion of it. Yeah, I thought the music was really, really good. I, I loved it. Uh, it was new, um, but very familiar at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got, I got chills, yeah. especially when it started, you know, when the Millennium Falcon shows up. And, uh, oh, so good. So I got so chills at the end. The whole, the whole thing, I got chills. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got chills at the end when it came to the music, when they just did, when the, the logo came up and it just ended softly. It didn't end with this yeah. big, mm -hmm, big mm -hmm. crescendo. Well, and that's actually... where it gave me chills. Most, I, I think, if you ever see like really, really great professional musicians like Yo-Yo Ma or something, you watch him a lot, they'll do that at the end of a song. It's just kind of like this now uber mature uh, sound and uh, musicianship. I just really think that's cool. It's like we could blast this in your face, but we're going to back off. And it was a beautiful French horn solo, and my wife's a French horn player, and you know we, <laughs> we were just both sitting there hugging each other like, oh my gosh, that's so great. That's cool. Steven, your thoughts? Oh. So, knowing me, of course the things they're drawing my eye, we got to see hints of some really amazing ship battles. Um, I think 
the one scene that really stood out to me is uh, one of the shots where the Millennium Falcon is being followed by one of the TIE fighters. And one of the big concerns I had is that we were going to see a more uh, modern style spaceship fight where, you know, you've got the big shaky cam and it's really hard to see what's going on. And there's that scene where the Millennium Falcon kind of does the wave back and forth, kind of like mm-hmm. it's like on the inside of a half pipe, which is just straight classic out of the episode six and episode five. And that like, it has made me really happy to see them, you know, like you can tell they're taking full advantage of the digital nature of cinema with still retaining the look and feel of the original trilogy. I love yeah. the X-Wing, by the way, just the, the X-Wing that shoots the TIE fighter down from above. Mm, you see mm, that? Oh. Like that was it, it felt like that was uh, just tagging on to what you said, Stephen, that that was like the it was a modern version of the X-Wing. It wasn't this 1970s, um, uh, 80s version that we see from A New Hope X-Wing. It was just this really clean looking shot. It was pretty cool. Favorite shot. My my overall impression of the, the trailer, it said a lot. But it really didn't say much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's one of the things they did really what? well because they, they, you got a, actually a ton of hints, right? In, in this in this trailer about where the state of the galaxy is at this point. Mm-hmm. That you know we we haven't up till this up until this point. You got a little bit of backstory, so they, they give you a little bit of backstory about uh, Ray and, and and Finn and Kylo Ren. Uh, and then kind of the state of the galaxy. And it, mm-hmm. that the way they set it up was just really great, introducing each of the characters. Well, uh, and I also think the last I, time we had Anthony on, Anthony, didn't you mention something? This is something that where uh, J.J. likes to play with you and give you just a little bit, but not a lot of it. And I think this really shows. Yeah, I think I think that's really what he uh, what he goes for, is he he gives you sort of a, the first half of a sentence and lets you try to complete it yourself. And, um, I feel like that was, uh, one of the strengths of the earlier star Wars films is there was a lot you could project on them mm-hmm. and, um, read into them and, uh, w- without them overstating a lot of backstory or motivation. And, uh, I thought the trailer at least is, uh, moving in that same direction. I love that it began on such a melancholy note. Mm. That new, yes. You talk, you talk about the new music, that that piano uh, that's just sort of light, uh, very gentle piano music that begins as Ray is exploring the crash Star Destroyer uh, and continues up until you get to um, this sort of intense full orchestra version with Kylo Ren. Uh, I, I thought it was just a very uh, uh, emotional way into the story rather than starting with bombast. The fact mm-hmm. that um, she's asked by Maz uh, Kanata, who are you? And her response is, I'm no one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that grabbed me right away. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, yeah. I thought that was moving beyond belief. And then here's this stormtrooper who is, you know, wondering what is he doing with this life that he's been given, except work for this organization that he doesn't believe in. Uh, these two lost souls trying to find something to care about in the galaxy, this vast space ahead of them. And they don't have anything that they love or that loves them back. And then you get to Kylo Ren and he's there talking to an inanimate mask, (laughs) promising (laughs) to complete what it, what, what Darth Vader began. And, um, 
you see just how twisted and how uh, unfulfilled a person can be when they think they do have purpose. That it's the people who are open to experience, it's the people who are vulnerable, who actually are um, the ones who can make a difference in the world, not the ones who want to force change on it, force, so to speak. So I thought it was an interesting way to define the three main characters of this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I was I was frankly surprised that he gave us as much as he did. Mm -hmm. I did not expect to see any reunion between the original characters since they've been withheld from so much of the early promotion for the film. Um, then we get a, an embrace between Princess Leia and Han Solo. And I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was. The one and thing I thought I, my takeaway from the from the from this whole thing is is this is a story and I, and I tweeted about this so forgive me if you guys already read this but you know it begins with somebody saying I'm nobody and a stormtrooper who feels like I'm nothing and and then you see those two Han Solo and Princess Leia embrace at the end and it hit me that no you're not nobody if you care about someone else mm. and well, isn't to that me, what the that's a new hope is about. Exactly, but that, to me, that's an yeah. emotional connection that um, that I feel like some of the more recent films, the prequels, did not have. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I was really impressed that he went for the heart. That it wasn't about impressing you with visuals and sword fights, laser sword fights, and 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 space battles. There's very little space, mm -hmm. you know. Oh yeah, uh, story. But instead, it was yeah. like, let's go to the heart. Let's go to the heart of these characters and let's care about them as human beings. And uh, to me, uh, that worked. But then there was also a lot to wonder about. I cannot get over the look between Finn and Poe Dameron on the tarmac as Poe's climbing down out of that X-Wing. I think something's going on there. Oh, I think yeah. we should talk about that. Well, yeah, no, no, that's, Do we want that, to... that's actually okay, – can I? Can, that's something that I actually picked up on this trailer. I don't think we heard – Poe at all say any dialogue. We did see Ray. We did see mm -hmm. uh, John Boyega. We did hear Princess Leia. We heard Han Solo, uh, uh, Harrison Ford, but we didn't hear Oscar Isaac say a word. And I'm looking at it going, is is well, there meaning to that? Because you saw everybody else. He did have uh, a brief moment with he had Kylo Ren where he, he's he yells, not sure he's but... saying words, <laughs> right. but he's definitely screaming. Right. But he didn't say anything. I found that fascinating. It, I find it really interesting because when we got our the first big trailer, I felt like we were kind of focusing on the story of Finn. And I felt like, okay, so Finn is looking to be like the main character of our movie. Mm. And in this trailer, I got, uh, you know, obviously Finn is still one of the, one of the big three, but I was like, I was really, I don't want to say like feeding off of uh, Ray's character. Um, the shot that really stood out to me in the trailer is that shot where she's working on something uh, at home or in a, wherever she is, yes. and she looks up to the sky and sees a ship flying up. Yes. That, it was straight out of episode four with Luke looking at the twin suns. Yep. Anthony, yep. you're talking about you know, this feeling of being no one. You can see like she, she thinks she's no one, but she clearly wants to be something more. Mm -hmm. She's got that, uh, the heart for it. I think I'd say. Uh, and I, and I wrote about this. I think that that same, I think you're absolutely right about the twin sons in that moment, but also, uh, when Finn stands on the mountaintop and looks down at this ragged little town mm -hmm. on Jakku, mm -hmm. uh, to me that, you know, and you see him from behind. I think that was a lot like uh, Luke 
you know, looking up at the stars and uh, the two, the twin stars on Tatooine and, and, and craving adventure. But here, Finn has been in space. He's been out there on the front lines of this battle. And he's he's standing in almost the same pose, looking mm-hmm. down at a, at, a, at a dusty planet <laughs> that is right. going to become his sanctuary. So it's sort of the inverse of yeah, that yeah. Luke scene, you know? I think it's what, a, I think what you guys are just kind of hearing what we're saying here is that we're really liking all these elements of the story going on. And, uh, and someone said, you know, the prequels, I think Anthony, you said the prequels kind of lack that intimacy of that story. Um, but all of this, I think it feels to me like a new hope, like Empire Strikes Back, like we're going back. And I think, uh, the creators of this, uh, movie so far as we can tell, really feel like they are getting into star Wars as the feeling of what we get from that. And that really love that we have for Star Wars and what it makes us feel for um, family or friends or whatnot, and uh, rather than again the prequels. And so I, I really feel like this is exciting because the most important things that we love about Star Wars, even we haven't been able to quantify that, are here. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the other piece is one of the faults I would say for the prequels is they spent a lot of time uh, telling instead of showing, mm-hmm. and you know, film is an incredibly visual medium. I mean, it, that's its primary source of entertainment, I'd argue. And uh, I guess you could argue it. But um, this, like, uh, so many of these shots need to be dialogue. They were just, here's a scene with a character, some background. And that's all you need to know. Like, that told you more than enough to know what's going on in the scene, what the characters are feeling. And it's it's nice. Like, I, I, it's something I think we were desperately missing from the prequel trilogy. Yeah, to me, it let it let those scenes just breathe. It just, you know what? Here it is. Breathe it in. I mean, that was a lot to see in that trailer. So much. It's almost like you missed some things. And people went back and they've got all these, you know, really big um, high-res images and stills and picking out little details that were in there, like the Mandalorian logo. And people were seeing, like, Stormtrooper uh you know, a stormtrooper design here and there. So there is so much richness in this trailer. It's, it was amazing. He did a great job putting this thing together. And JJ Abrams, uh, did anybody ever, this is maybe a quite a few years ago, see the wired, uh, magazine when he was the guest editor and you know, his thing is all about puzzles and he likes to, um, piece together puzzles. And so that whole magazine was just this whole big, thing together and uh, he does that with some of his movies and he likes easter eggs and stuff so I feel like he's really good at putting together something that's enough to get you interested but has a lot of hints of what are to come mm-hmm. and of course that drives me crazy because I'm like look he lifted up his right foot there is that a scent or uh... well, well I mean, you know J- so if you JJ want to talk said, about- well JJ told me when I interviewed him that you know one of the things he likes to do is if you really want to put together puzzle pieces, he will give you the puzzle pieces. And, and for those who don't want anything to be revealed, they can look at it and not have to make those connections. It's sort of like connect the dots. You know that little drawing game from when you were mm-hmm. a kid? You know, sometimes you look at it and you're like, well, that's that's a giraffe, right? Like, that's all there is to it. <laughs> you don't even need to connect the dots. Or, and sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, well, what shape is this going to make? There's a pair of eyes and a bunch of little specks. Like, let's, uh, you know, connect one, two, three, four, five all the way through. And then you see the shape it makes. And he prefers to keep it not as obvious. But if you want to draw connections, you can. 
You know, there's a reason he showed uh, Poe Dameron being marched through that First Order hallway by a stormtrooper wearing the jacket that Finn ends up wearing the rest of the movie. So, you know, hmm. there's something to consider there. Um, they shop at the same place. Yeah, I think it's I think it's more than just yeah that it's the school uniform. I think there's definitely more going on there, you know. And I'm I'm just I can't wait to I don't know if you guys want to do this now, but talk about what's up with Poe Dameron in this trailer. Yeah, yeah. So I think let's we talk should about that. And then I'm, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of uh, interesting questions that this trailer uh, poses. So let's let's start with Poe Dameron and that look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you called this out on, uh, I think in your, you, you had like a, a walkthrough of the trailer, right? Frame by frame or something, or not frame by frame, but at least scene by scene, Anthony, and you uh, you called out this look as a very interesting one as, as they're passing each other. Do you want to talk about more about that? Yeah, do we want to, like, I, you know, I, I, I've been reporting on these movies for a long time, and, and I, you know, I do know some things about them. But this is just speculation, so no one sure. should consider this a spoiler. Yeah, you know, no sometimes, sometimes yeah. people are like, "Oh, well, he he knows something," and you know, <laughs> I, I tell you if I know it, and I try to be clear when I'm just like, "Hey, right. maybe," and and sometimes my "Hey, maybe"s are you know totally off base. But um, like uh, I watched that exchange, and I thought those two have met before. Now, either Finn is concerned because. He knows they've met, but maybe he had his stormtrooper helmet on, and and Poe doesn't realize it. Ah, uh, and you know, and he's a little embarrassed because, oh yeah, I led you in to be tortured. Mm-hmm. Or is he like, wait, what is this guy doing here? I well, left I, him aboard that star destroyer, and um, yeah. Well, I mean, based on the know, trailer, we know a couple things, right? We know that Poe is being. It looks like he's being tortured. Yes, I'm guessing. Uh, we know that uh, Finn is a stormtrooper. Uh, I'm guessing that they are probably were probably on the same ship at some point, although that's just you know theories. Um, and so yeah, you, you might be right there. Maybe he did something to Poe or vice versa, because he kind of just Poe this weird like this weird look. I'm not really sure how to describe it. Whereas Poe's like just patting him on the back, like "Hey, how's it going?" as he's walking past, "Hey, buddy, buddy." I th- I took it as Finn looks distressed, you know, but the question yeah. is why. Yes. And and Poe does not look, uh, you know, angsty at all. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder if we're not dealing with a little bit of a possession scenario. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're 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 uh, Kylo Ren and you're torturing Poe Dameron. What do you really need out of him? Or maybe what we're seeing there is him. Uh, breaking into his mind, and mm. is it possible for somebody on the dark side to like possess someone else, mm-hmm. and then he ventures back to um to the re- resistance base and is sort of a spy? Oh you know wow, I mean? that's an interesting. You know, yeah. hasn't there hasn't there been some chatter about that one of the pilots is uh, betrays the resistance? Ah, I, I actually I hadn't heard that one, but I I have been trying to stay away from any kind of chatter like that because well, in some cases, is. well, I know, <laughs> but I know, but it, it's a thing where it's like I want to enjoy the movie for what it is. I do want to see the thing where it's like, okay, I missed this in the trailer, I missed this in the stra- in the trailer. I would rather come up with my own conclusions because I had the feeling when the, that exchange, when Finn turned around, it, it felt to me like it was a deja vu thing. 
It's like, we've done this before, or I've seen him before. That's how mm-hmm. I saw that. Well, I, and just as you guys have been yeah. talking, I've probably looped this back and forth on my screen <laughs> 40 times. Yeah. And when I started it, and when I first saw it, it was like a, you know, hey, bud. And he was like, hey, good luck, you know, or uh, good to see you. I, I don't know. Like, it wasn't a big deal. And then now as I'm going through this, I was at first I was like, no, I'm going to disagree with Anthony in a second here. No. And then as you're talking about it, now it's morphing in my mind. And, <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, I don't know. <laughs> what could it be? He looks, Finn looks stressed out by seeing him. Yeah. And you shouldn't be here or you should remember me differently or, you know, something's up. And and Poe is very determined. He almost looks. In two months, I will be able to tell you exactly what that look means. Also, (laughs) also, when you name your character Poe, it suggests. That's a darkness, right? Edgar Allan Poe, you know? And, and, and J.J. told me, oh, you know, I, I have a daughter who has a, a polar bear named Poe, you know, polar bear. And, uh, you know, he's like, I think maybe it came from that. I was like, I think you're, I think you're trying to yeah. distract a little bit from the fact that you named him Edgar Allan Poe. You and know? Star Wars has <laughs> always done uh, that, right? Darth Vader, father, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. So I mean, I mean, Dameron is the name of JJ's assistant. Uh-huh. You know, Morgan Dameron is her her real name. And you know, uh-huh. when uh, when we broke the names of the characters last December, I was like, oh, trying to figure out wonder what all these different names mean. And then I look at the email that came through from his assistant, and it's like Morgan Dameron. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh he named, that explains that. He named it after his friend, you know. Uh, but the Poe part, I think, is still meaningful. I think that there is a uh, shadowy side to him. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Well, I have a couple friends who might not be too happy about that, uh, who are obsessed with Poe. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, and also, all the merchandise surrounding Poe, I don't think necessarily he's a dark character. Maybe, I mean, I would absolutely love for all these guys to be um, so multidimensional, like a Han Solo is, but I feel like in the end he's going to be a hero because if not, there's a lot of merchandise out there making him a hero ahead of time. Well, think about Hawkeye in uh, in uh, the original Avengers. You know, he was uh, mm-hmm. possessed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. And also realize there's three movies. We don't know how this is going to end, so mm-hmm. we don't know if well, at the and- end of this movie, if there's a cliffhanger that involves him going into the second movie. Well, and remember that, and redemption is a very classic Star Wars mm-hmm. theme. Mm-hmm. Very true. So, but that's well, that's the question. Who's but, the but, also, redi- but, but if he's possessed, also it's not his fault, you know. Correct. Right. 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 Yeah. Correct. Well, it could always be that maybe he's not possessed, but maybe uh, Kylo just broke him and turned him, or you know, oh, I don't know. The potent- there's so well, many different Hopeland. options. Or it could be that they were just saying hi. On the tarmac. Yeah, could have been. I, have to, I have to go back down to baseline. And we'll find out in two months. Yeah. Well, can, yeah. Is, is there any way we can mention the uh, whole entire – the thing that made my stomach churn this entire time was um, Daisy Ridley crying so passionately over something. Mm. And, and I just want to go ahead and put it out there that if she's crying over a dead person or dead being of any kind – and stinking heck if it's Chewbacca, I'm going to be so mad because I already had to get rid of Chewbacca in my mind in the <laughs> universe. I literally read that book and cried. 
And then I, I got over it. It took me years to get over that. And then I come back and it's, oh, that doesn't matter. Chewie's back. Yay, it's happy. And then I have to go through it again. It's like finding out uh, your dog is dead. And then, no, really, it just ran away. A way to actually die. I mean, it, there would be a certain amount of irony. Like, you guys wanted the EU to be, like, to be, you know, important and have fact. And here you go. We made it happen. See? And instead of having wanted, a planet... Right? And instead of having a planet take him out, we decided to take him out this way. <laughs> so, um, th- so do you think it's Chewbacca? I don't know. I don't I, know. My first impression else. when I saw it was Chewbacca because it feels like there's a little bit of hair there. Now, granted, there it looks like there might be in snow, so it might be like a, you know, the, a wampa. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I thought they smelled bad. Like, so, <laughs> It could be, uh, you know, like a jacket of some kind because, you know, they do have fl- fluffy jackets. But you might see like a little bit of a bandolier there. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Hey, you know what? If it's Han and Luke, um, I think IGN said this. If it's Han or Luke or, you know, uh, stuff, it, getting them out of the picture so they don't have to pay for them in the next movie, I get that. And they have to lose somebody to make this real. I think that's the new thing. Everybody realizes that somebody's got to die to make it real. I just don't want it to be chewy. You think it'll be Han? I hey, you know oh. what? I think Han is a good choice. Um, well, didn't I, he want to? He uh, he wanted to die in the original trilogy at some point. Was it, was it like Return of the Jedi or something? He did. Yeah, but I'll yeah. tell you yeah. why. Because he also there was there was concern that in three more years George may want to make another movie, <laughs> and everybody was ready to move on. From yeah, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and because uh, they were all big stars from being in this massive trilogy, and they were all eager to capitalize that on in on that capitalize on that in different ways. So huh, uh, Harrison was ready to move on, kill off the character, please. No, fine, okay, and. Over the years, I don't think he's had a great relationship with Star Wars. It's sort of been well documented, mm-hmm. but I do feel like he's come around. Partly, it's because he can uh, name his price now, and I'm sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. getting a mm-hmm. chunk of Star Wars is uh, a really enticing thing for him. Yeah, I don't think he is eager to get away from it anymore. You know, he had his long career, and now he's just doing things for fun and doing mm-hmm. what. And he really does you seem know, to enjoy it now. He does seem to enjoy it more. But also, I think, what a bummer way to start this new series of films. We've got, you know, six films in the works right now. Yeah. And you're going to start by wow. killing Han Solo? I think that's a bad choice. I, well, I think so, too, especially if they're going to be doing a, a backstory on him. I don't think that would work very well. I don't think Han Solo is a character you want to ever die. Yeah. But yeah. if you're yeah. going to do it, I say you wait until the end of this trilogy when he's going to be an older dude, you know, and probably not up for working as hard as he has over the past few years. And then, um, you know, let him go out in a blaze of glory there. And then whatever comes after, you know, I'm not talking about the spinoff films, but I'm saying like if they do another trilogy after this, well, then your veteran returning characters are Ray and Finn and yeah. you know yeah. right. those guys they're holding they're holding it together kind of right. like the, um, and this is completely different I'm not comparing Han Solo to M but uh, in 007 in their third movie of the uh, recent trilogy you know they killed her off um, to oh, create a new generation yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I so think I different. think I also think uh, JJ uh, is well aware that that looks like fur. 
And he's not <laughs> messing he's with not, people. He's not going to put in the trailer like Chewbacca's yeah. corpse for us. No. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's laughing that we all think it's Chewbacca. That's, that's a good. If point. you want to know what I think it is, I think it's I think it's Boyega. I think it's Finn ah. that he's been wounded. It looks like a kind of tan leather jacket there that she's yeah. crying over. I think mm-hmm. he's been seriously hurt by in his lightsaber duel with uh, Kylo Ren because even his that final oh. shot as Kylo is charging at him, he has a kind of oh shit, what did I? <laughs> he's got a look of terror. It's terror when he sees that blade, right? Just yeah. And I, yeah. Exactly. So I That's... would say I would say that you know it's more likely that you're seeing uh, Finn seriously wounded. She's crying over him. And everybody else is going to be okay. <laughs> well, then that'll help my stomach a lot more. <laughs> well, and, you know, Anthony, just to yep. go back to um, uh, Kylo Ren, you were saying earlier, a couple minutes ago, talking about kind of his character or whatnot. And so one thing I thought was very interesting was um, seeing his face mask. You notice there's a lot of dents in it and maybe some gashes and cuts. And so sure. that tells me that character that just adds another layer to his dimension. Mm-hmm. He's not just this like I felt like there was there's a lot of um, uh, ego or um, uh, selfishness or vanity in some villains. But he's one of the villains that it seems like they're setting him up to be. He doesn't really care what he looks like. He doesn't want to necessarily have this mask to be really scary. He might have this mask because of his order of you know, whatever it is, Ren or something like that, yeah, that, um, and that's just why he wears it. He doesn't care what it looks like. He's very selfless in his maybe misguided cause. Um, and so that just adds this dimension to him that like of the selflessness, I don't care what I look like. I'm not vain. I just want to do good uh-huh. and carry on what Anakin Skywalker is trying to do. Uh-huh. And, and the one thing that I appreciated was they showed the Darth Vader mask. There was rumor that the mask that Ren was wearing if rumor was correct, was supposed to have been the actual helmet or made from Darth Vader's helmet. And this, to me, put it to rest that that is not the case. Well, this is the same shot we saw in the trailer, but it's clear that it's, you know, it's inspired by it. And... But it's inspired, but it's not it. I mean, I, I, think, I think I've seen people analyze that helmet and said, okay, there's a dent here. Well, you know, at this point in Darth Vader's helmet, after he did you know, got thrown over the side or whatever. There was a dent here, and it's like, no, that's not the case. Right. This is something completely different. I I think it is cool how they're setting up... There's a lot of things I I, I really like, the little hints they added in this trailer. They're they're setting up that Kylo Ren is like this Darth Vader obsessive and kind of wants to be like him and finish what he started, uh, which is interesting. I'm curious what that means in his mind, finishing what Vader started. Is it the... The Empire taking out the Jedi, is it something uh, you know, different, bouncing the Force? I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but it's an interesting concept. I think a big question about this is, what's going to happen to the rule of two? Because now you've got the Knights of Ren, and originally, if you go by Darth Bane that went through the centuries to get to Palpatine, there was always a rule of two. So this Knights of Ren... Is he, let's say, a not so much disciple, but was he the Padawan that we didn't know of of Darth Vader, or is he the or this is another but one? Not, of those, but they're not. But they're not things. Sith. They're not Sith. Right. So this isn't Sith. Yeah. So. No, they're the Knights of Ren. But then that's the thing because yeah, we also. Act- 
because also even in the trailer, it's like you know, it's the dark side and the Jedi. They never mentioned Sith in the trailer. No. Mm-hmm. Well, and we do so, see the Knights of Ren trailer, or what I'm assuming are the Knights of Ren, I should say. Um, yeah, each has, the, you know, there's a, those are the a really cool shot. Okay. But like you get this great shot of them, you know, kind of each standing there with Kylo at the front. They each have their a mix of weapons, unique armor, and they just and they don't look particularly nice either. Mm-hmm. One interesting be, thing that I I think I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say it's going to be interesting to find out their backstory. That's that's what I'm looking yeah. forward to here seeing. I, I feel a whole series of books coming on. So uh, what, I, what I was going to say was that um, uh, it took, you were talking about overall impressions before. Uh, the overall impression I get from this and everything is just solidifying that what J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams said at Celebration is that he really wants to make it feel real. And, you know, that's what he's done really well at, especially like Star Trek. Uh, when he did that, it, it was this space age, very high tech, sciencey thing that he made look very real. And um, just two details I'd like to point out that are very J.J. Abrams. Or if when you see BB-8 kind of going around, which I mean, how do you not love that stinking droid? He's so cool. Uh-huh. Um, and and I'm thinking that I'm like this close to actually owning a BB-8 and actual like forget Siri, let's just do BB-8. But there's a little BB-8 sitting in the back of this, and he's acting in the back of this uh, X-wing, and his little antenna is flying back, um, and kind of waving in the air, if you will. Uh, that just seems very like a real. Thing that somebody took a lot of thought is saying, hey, this is something that would happen with this little bitty droid that wasn't made to do this necessarily. And then something very J.J. Abrams, I think, when um, the Millennium Falcon is starting to jump to light speed, you have this um, camera guy in space effect. Like there's a there's a camera guy in some sort of, you know, just sitting in space filming the ship kind of go by. And it's, it's a per- it's a perspective we've never seen from the front of the ship, as it's right. sort of, oh yeah, mm-hmm. or from the side so, almost, like from the tube that opens up when you leap, leap to hyperspace. And the perspective we saw before was that very center perspective um, from the ship going out, so everything's going to go perfectly around it. Well, this is kind of like you said from the side and kind of not shaky like. You know, we make fun of JJ four, um, but uh, it's shaky in the fact that it's like a camera guy sitting there. It's very yep. real, even though it's most obviously CG. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. Yeah. So I have to say, my one of my favorite lines uh, from the from the trailer, and it kind of just gave me chills. That point where. Um, Daisy Ridley basically uh, Ray says there are stories about what happened, mm-hmm. and and Han Solo says it's true all of it the dark side the Jedi they're real yeah. and oh that's just so cool and there's so many interesting implications for the for the saga I mean we're we're 30 years after Return of the Jedi the heroes have presumably won and yet you know nobody knows about the Jedi and the dark side it sounds like and. You know, the, uh, the the fall of the Empire, or, or at least some aspects of it, right? Yeah. Uh, see, I don't, I'm a little less sure. Because when I, when I think of the planet of Jakku, and we even saw it briefly in uh, the book Aftermath, mm-hmm. it's this planet that is way out there. Uh, you know, I want to say like Tatooine, but it seems almost even farther. They don't even seem to have the, like, you know, the job of the hut crime going on there. And when I think of a planet like that, I be in the least bit surprised to find out that 
by the time news makes it out there, like, oh yeah, so this this guy from a farm and um, this like bounty hunter or a smuggler or something like that, they got in a ship and then they blew up mm-hmm. a, 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 a giant gun in space that's the size of a moon. Like, oh yeah, huh? Sure, like, that's probably not what mm. happened. Like that was the sense I was getting from that line. But also, you remember from the original, um, you know. Hokey religions and ancient weapons are no yep. uh, replacement for a good blaster at your side. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like uh, I tweeted today that I thought I thought um, Han Solo in that moment reminded me. I'm going to play this. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear it or not, but it reminded me of this scene from Ghostbusters. I'm, uh, Winston Zeddemore, Yana. I've only been with the company for a couple of weeks. But I got to tell you. These things are real. Since I joined these men, yeah. I have seen shit that'll turn you white. <laughs> right? Like, he's like, yes. these things are real. And then I saw a funny little meme today where it was like a picture of Han Solo. It's all it's all true. It's true, all of it. And then a shot of uh, of of, uh, of Ray going, even the thing about Greedo shooting first, and then it's the shot. <laughs> and then it's the image of... And then it's the image of Han Solo saying, get out. <laughs> that one I did not see. I saw the other one where it shows him with the hooky religions and all that. And then underneath yeah. it saying, it's true. And uh, showing his, his, his transformation. Yeah. So also, the, the other one, I, I instantly thought of this. And I, I was just on Twitter. Uh, as, as you guys were talking, I was a little behind. It's been a busy day. And someone, exactly as I was thinking earlier today, uh, posted about the... Uh, had like a picture of the uh, expanded universe, the old legend, you know, the now legends books. And he's like, "Yeah, it's true, all of it," uh, which is kind of you know, a nice callback, even though it's no longer true. I don't know. Um, for those keep, for those legends fans, keep watching Rebels because I think um, Dave Filoni is 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 trying to recanonize as much of that. Oh, totally. As yeah. Yep. Totally. Every time you, uh, every time I, I read, you know, or something from. Uh, in, the, in the new books or, or, or the comics or, or, or see an episode of Rebels or something and include something from the, from Legends like oh there it is there it is there it is and then there's a lot of it so it's exciting um, but yeah oh, I, I, you, I think you might be right Stephen maybe maybe it is just news hasn't traveled but still for I mean it, 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 it is pretty dramatic what when he says it, it and I know there's dramatic music going on but it is pretty dramatic the scene that they place now they might be um, messing with that a little bit, but sure. You know. mm-hmm. I think yeah. what's going to be fun when it comes to the movie is figuring out the relationship on how everybody is going to be related to who. Who, let's theoretically state, is the actual descendant from the Skywalker line? Who actually is a Jedi or has the Force power? Because remember, at the end of the trailer, I think it is uh, Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, saying, you know, let it in. Or open yourself to it. So somebody at that point is going to get a quote-unquote force awakening. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect it's probably Ray. Yeah. Uh, I too, yeah, I that's... So. I, He's holding loose. Like I, remember when, I remember when we were at Celebration and there was that piece of concept art hidden in the uh, Force Awakens exhibit that showed uh, Finn with a lightsaber. And mm-hmm. we all freaked out because like, wait a second is Finn the Jedi here? Like, you know, cause we're all figuring that someone's got to be force sensitive and it wouldn't be star Wars if there wasn't a force. Sensitive. And, you know, each trailer has been trying to reinforce that for the most part, you know, you've got Finn wielding the lightsaber against Kylo and, you know, Anthony, you made, I was, I'd been thinking along these lines earlier 
And when you commented that, you know, the jacket that Ridley is over in the snow looks like Finn, I wonder if this is the moment where she chooses to let the Force into her. Like, this is the moment where she accepts that she's more than nobody, that mm-hmm. she can pick up that lightsaber and do something. And do you think she's going to Force heal him at that point? If that is Finn. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, I don't yeah. think Finn dies. I, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At, at most, she's distraught about, about something, and everything hopefully will be okay. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, I also wanted to touch on we were talking about J.J. Abrams liking to play with people. Um, the big glaring omission that we've been having in the entire lead up. Um, you know, we had the poster come out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look, mm-hmm. there's Finn and Ray and Poe. Oh, and there's R2 and C-3PO and Han and Leia and Chewie. But where's Luke? Yeah. And then we have this the big final trailer. And all we have, we suspect is Luke, is that one hand on R2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I don't know. I've, yeah, I suspect we won't see much of Luke. And, uh, I think they're trying to make him... Uh, his reveal be really special, either just for the movie itself or, or, or for maybe closer to the, the end of the movie or something. I, I don't or know. kind of make him Yoda-like, like he's there only, I mean, Yoda has very little face time in the original trilogy, but he's a very iconic character, you know what I mean? Uh, right. He's not, he's not an integral part of all the action, he's just there. I don't believe, people are saying that it's, ba- that, they're saying Kylo Ren is Luke Skywalker. I don't think that's it. I, no. I don't know. That's I mean, stupid as hell. Why are people saying that? Like <laughs> We've seen Kylo Ren without his mask. Well, now, wait a minute. Okay, now, wait a minute. Uh, Let, let's, you... let's flip this, let's flip this on, on a tier. Because remember, uh-huh. I, I think Aunt, it, it, JJ likes to play with people. Because I there's a little part of me that I don't think Finn is a Jedi, especially by the way he had that terrorized look on his oh, face no, no. when he went after... Yeah. Uh, uh, Kylo Ren. So I don't think that's the case. I do think it's probably Daisy Ridley, but I just I don't know why people are saying that. I I, I don't know why people are saying that's that. just like, low information I, voters jumping into the conversation. Yeah, and, and yeah. besides, and think, why do they have Adam Driver? Yeah, good why point. Why are they paying him? <laughs> A voice um, acting. I, I think it's. It's people reaching to try and figure out why Luke's not there. Because I've heard everything from he's Kylo, he's dead, he's not going to be in the movie, he's going to die in the first 10 minutes, he's only going to show up at the end. Like, if, pretty much if someone can imagine some fate for Luke, I think it's been brought up at this point. Because Luke dies at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and then he dies again at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy Ridley is crying over his Exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay. Can we talk about the trench? Yes, I was actually happy. <laughs> Somehow you must have you, you must have read my wow. mind. Before, no, I'm just sitting here staring at it, like shaking, like oh my god. <laughs> we get another trench run. <laughs> so what do you guys think that is? The, the well, my, so we, my prediction is, uh, and and I tweeted this, and I was trying to like put it out in history, just because again, one of those random things that um, I don't think might be true, but I just want to say it. I think that. A lot of these biomes that we're seeing in all of what they're doing is, except for like Jakku, which is obviously a planet that they said was a planet. Um, I think a lot of the biomes are this planet killer planet that I'm just going to say it, even if it's not right. I just want to be the first to say it in the unlikely case. It's true. Interesting. Almost more like a a halo in some ways. 
Exactly. <laughs> From the Halo video games. That's, William, that, that's not for a week, okay? <laughs> no, so I think it, this is one of those things where I'm suspicious because I feel like they're hinting at some sort of, you know, big super weapon. We've got the, the large planetoid in the poster with a, the giant massive trench in this case and the, like the giant red spot. We've got a shot in the trailer of Kylo overseeing what looks kind of like a giant laser, although it's hard to tell through the lens flare. To and me, that seems like the uh, sorry the orbit, just a, a, of or the equator oh. of the killer. So mm. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, no, it's just like so. I I keep feeling like they're hinting at it, but on the other hand, we are being really smart about not spoiling things. Mm-hmm. And so, if we were to imagine for a moment that okay, this is about the big like this is in fact a movie about a you know Kylo having Star Killer base, the giant destruction device, whatever it might be. Are they really going to show a, what is seems to be a battle over the over the planetoid? Like that seems odd to me that they'd kind of put something so obvious in trailer that has so much nuance in it. Okay, here. So I've just been playing the scene over and over about uh, one minute fifty seconds in, where you see this trench of some sort running through a snow planet. Mm-hmm. Look in the bottom right corner. It almost looks like space and like this it's like the side of a, of a planet or a side of a space station like it's snow on top and then it just drops to space it could be something in front of the camera like a mountain of some sort but the way the a- angle moves it doesn't look like it's something in front of the camera it looks like it's like a, like a sharp drop uh off into potentially space i don't know if you guys see that at all like superstructure. Uh, it, it does sound like it might be some sort of space station with a bu- I don't know, snow plant. I think you might be right. I'm going Halo. I think you might be right. <laughs> now, do we think that this is a, a a weapon that somebody built, or or somebody that you know the the first order has created? The most intriguing thing I heard is, what if there's a planet out there that is sort of a a legendary weapon? that has been recovered sort of like oh. an ancient temple. Like I kind of like, I kind of dig that more than I like, like Halo. Of, like, okay. But within the star Wars I, expanded universe, what was the planet? What was that planet that Luke Skywalker went to where he ran up against that Jedi that was in the computers? Uh, I have Palpatine. Is that the one you're talking about? I yeah. think so. Yeah. I have Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, See, that's where it gets really interesting because I like it was something that was the EU was so stuck on for a I feel like probably ten years where it was all about ah Palpatine had all these big super weapons hidden away or someone's gonna build yeah. another super weapon and I was I was happy we got away from that because it's um it was one of those ideas that you know Star Wars can be more than a band of heroes taking down the big super weapon of the Empire. Mm-hmm. And it's like it just I mean, it, even like William, you just shared the screenshot in the chat of that you were talking about at 150. And it's it is a visually striking scene where you can see the giant trench. It looks like there are even actually some other trenches kind of cutting it a mm-hmm. few sides. And you know, you've got tons of TIE fighters and X-wings going at it. And I want to know more. And I just, yeah, I'm stuck well, here waiting. For, somehow it looks they like have inorganic. I mean, uh, or Organ- I won't say organic, but like mountains on top of something that's definitely artificial. Yeah, it does look like it just drops off on the right-hand side, especially when you play the video and you see because the camera's panning a bit. 
and the way the uh, the object is moving, it looks like it is like a, a side and not um, yeah. like a mountain in front. Well, it's and it, it's definitely something like you can tell that there's again spikes kind of coming off it and yeah, yeah, definitely looks like a space station of some sort, and with potentially space in the bottom right corner. Anyway, I don't know. It's cool. But it's interesting yeah. that we have a trench run again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just in general we have a uh, a big th- thing that is going to endanger everybody. And if you're talking about a galaxy of trillions of beings, you know, a couple people that are just really mean aren't really going to cut it. They got to have something that's going to threaten uh, the large portion of everybody. Yeah. So I think we've covered pretty much most of the trailer. The only thing we didn't discuss was the... I mean, there were a couple scenes with the stormtroopers running about and some uh, some, some battles. And there was also this some explosion of some sort on a, on a red planet or just... I, I don't know. It, it, I wonder if that's maybe the super weapon being used. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise, I, I think... Yeah, I, that big... The red explosion, I think that's clearly... You know, a blast from the uh, super weapon. Yeah, yeah. Star killer base. Yep, yep, yep. But yep. Uh, I, I think they did a fantastic job with this trailer. It, so many hints at, at you know what is to come, but they also don't spoil everything either. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be well, fun. I think that the big indicator to me is the fact that the trailer has twenty million views and it's. Yeah, just over twenty four hours, mm-hmm. and and it's only going like, to get more is... and more. And I have to say, I give them a lot of credit for releasing the the final trailer two months ahead. Like this is presumably more or less what we're going to get to get for the, the next two months. There, you'll I get a little feel more. like this. Get... You think? I don't know. I don't, okay. know if you'll, I don't know that you'll get another trailer, but uh, I can tell you, I'm working on some stuff. Oh, awesome! That <laughs> people will be okay. interested in. You know, I think you're going to see more of the movie. I don't know that you'll get an official trailer, but I would Maybe be shocked if they that. didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would be shocked I, if they didn't put out some clips or if they didn't do some more reveals. There's going to be more to come. We have to have the most genius marketing people on the planet working on this to hype up and the most hyped film ever to make it even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to read Anthony's articles at Entertainment Weekly and also inter- EW online, EW.com online. Sorry, it's been a long yeah. day for me too, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, I, did, I did like uh, – I asked the photo team. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be writing up the trailer post. Can you guys just screen grab all the interesting stuff? And uh, I expected to have like a gallery of 12 images. Uh-huh. Instead, they were like, okay, we screen grabbed all the interesting stuff. And it's like 30 pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. I'm going to go through and study. Here's these. every frame I, of the trailer. I have to give you credit, though. That was much better. I, I'm not going to name names, partly because I don't remember which site, but there was like a here's all the exciting stuff that came out in the trailer, and all it was was the seven images that Lucasfilm PR sent out to everybody. Yeah, you know, I've re- it's funny because uh, but... there was a spoof that was going around where it was like some guy was like, what's this thing? And it was R2-D2, and it's like, and what's that flying big thing? And it's Buddy and Falcon, and he's like, is Yoda in that trash can? Like, it was very... And I've read some of that where it's just like, you know, just sort of singing what they see, you know? Uh, I try to, you know, get at some of the emotion, how it's working, or, you know, 
you know, the, the look there between Poe and Finn that I thought was suspicious. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that's definitely the Knights of Ren that we see. So we try to dive into it in a way that's, you know, at least revealing. And then you, you jump out on some limbs. I would love it if that base that they're, uh, that the resistance are flying out of is Yavin. I think that would be kind of a cool callback. Like if I'm, that would if, be great. If, if Kylo Ren's going to finish what Darth Vader started, maybe taking out the Yavin base is a good place to start uh, because yeah. that was one of his failed. big failures, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with a movie like this, you you want to have, like Anthony, what you were talking about, is you want to have this story going on that really grabs everybody and sets itself on its own without having necessarily to have this core group of nostalgic Star Wars lovers. You want to have a movie that's going to be good on its own without that because then that'll last through time rather than a movie that is just solely – Yeah, fan service. Exactly. It, because then it's, it's just going to be uh, – after a couple of months, it'll be like, okay, great. Now let's talk about episode one. You know? Yep. Yep. Well, thanks again, Anthony, for for joining us. Uh, My pleasure. You can be found on Entertainment Weekly and uh, on Twitter at at Bresnikin. That's right. And uh, David Beal, thank you for joining us as well. Uh, It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. That is your Twitter handle, I believe, uh, at David Beal. So people can follow you both there. And uh, I I can't wait. uh, It's now less than two months months away. Bless yeah. it two months away. Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I can't even sleep. <laughs> oh, I can sleep. I'm just and, going, yeah, I get to see it twice. Maybe a third there, time. There are days I forget the fact that Star Wars is coming out in two months. Like, oh, yeah, episode seven. That, like, yeah, they announced it, but it's not going to come for a couple of years, right? And it's like, wait, yeah. never mind. We're gonna we're getting that, like, days away. So. Yep. just the other yep. day. Uh, all right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night. Who are you? I'm no one.
let it in. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in contact with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production of fans, by fans, and is copyright 2015.